0: Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads Podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. Alrighty. Welcome to episode 64 of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Laura Sturm. And I'm Josh
1: Rohr. Welcome, welcome. So we had a couple of uh, listener Q&A, I guess, cues. We are Q's, providing BAs. <laughs> Came in from some of the listener, listeners. Uh, first question is for Laura. How sore were you after the first time that you worked with Uncle Jeremy on bench? Guess who, that, <laughs> guess
0: who that's from? Hmm. Could that be from Uncle Jeremy? Um, I think I was pretty sore trying to remember it's not like i got to work with him multiple times on the bench so the first time might have been the last time yeah i think i only remember
1: once um he was in atlanta and we were working he was working on your bench he i know he he changed a whole bunch of little things with you just to kind yeah. of get uh different positioning leg drive stuff like that so yeah it's always, it's always good to have another set of eyes to look at uh, a lifter i think and uh, based on you being sore, I'm pretty sure that was, uh,
0: yeah, just different. I, I think we did like a lot of benching that day. <laughs> yeah. A lot. It went on Yeah, and on and on. True. Yeah. So I was pretty sore. Bench all day. Yeah. I remember the first time, uh, benching with you though, too, I got super, super sore, but not where I expected. Right. I, I, you know, you think a bench is like chest and shoulders, right? I remember my quads were on fire and my buttocks, <laughs> because you know, I'd never used legs before. Um, <laughs> well, that's great. We should keep buttocks. this. This is a great one. Josh <laughs> <Buttocks> just dies. <laughs> anyway. um, yes, we'll keep this video. That's perfect. Um, if I can do that more to you, I will definitely do that. Um, but yeah, I was super sore then because I just didn't know anything about leg drive and my, my quads would. Typically burn on after long set. I'm like wow, I've never used my legs at all. Benching. Yeah. So yeah. if you're not, it's important. Yeah, it's big deal. Yeah. And benching more often too was something that, um, you got me into not just, not just benching more weight, but benching more often to bench more weight. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that's something that you know, a lot of people under, underutilizes frequency in the bench because, you know, squat and and deadlift, you know, you can't go too crazy with frequency there because both of them kind of tax the nervous system at a pretty high rate and bench just being it's a smaller, you know, smaller muscles you're using less load. Typically, you know, the, the tax on the nervous system is less, so you can train it more frequently and and need to train it more frequently to progress. Yeah. So that's all I had to say about that. If we're going with the Forrest Gump quotes throughout this apparently.
0: References. Yes, we are. All right. Um, So here is the next question. Um, If a lifter struggles in squat on meet day, do you suggest reducing the deadlift opener?
1: Uh, As a blanket statement to answer this question, I would say no. Um, however, you do need to be willing to do so if deadlift open or deadlift warmups are not going well. Um, you know, some, some of the reasons for squat not going well, could just be, you know, hard weight cut. It could just be the stress of the first lift. I mean, just because the squat doesn't go very well, doesn't necessarily mean the deadlift isn't going to go well. So it's a blanket statement say, yes, I would, I would suggest reducing the opener I, on deadlift. I, I don't suggest that unless the deadlift warmups just aren't going or feeling as well as they should then definitely reduce it. Yeah. I would. yeah. Well, done, well, done.
0: well done.
1: Well done. Yes. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, we <laughs> are on. starting our countdown of the top five hype songs. Uh, and we're just going to read everybody's number five. And I'll be honest, I didn't necessarily do all the research I normally do or say I normally do. Um, so I, some of these songs I haven't listened to yet and some of them, I don't even know what they are. So we'll read them and then just, we'll of we'll say if we know them or not, I guess yeah.
0: the best I think we're we'll going to make it our homework to the best we're going to do today. Listen to those. Yeah. That's the best we're doing today. Cause you know, it's Monday for us. So, yeah. All right. So Waterstorm, um, what do
1: you got? What's
0: your, what's my your number, number five? five song is from Adelaide way. Invincible. Awesome song. I, band. I may know it, but I, I can't I can't think of I it. I think in it's my actually head. on the uh, WWE um, soundtrack that made it. So I mean, that's their little claim to fame. But I actually saw them on a cruise, and I know one of their songs. And the guy that was um, he was so seasick, poor guy, full time. But their music was awesome. Hmm.
1: I'll have to listen to it. I, and I, I bet you that a lot of these songs I know once I hear them, because mm-hmm. that's been the case with most of the lists we've done is I'm like, I've never heard of this song. And I played, I'm like, Oh, I do know that song. Right. So maybe right. I will. Um,
0: Your number five surprised me, Joshua.
1: Yeah. So I'll give you a little, I guess, backstory on my, what I'm considering my top five hype songs. So my top five hype songs are based on the fact that uh, my meat is going shitty. And my normal vibe music is not is not getting me where I need to go. So normally, like if I'm ever playing this this top five list here, I'm 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 in desperate need of some something. (laughs) So so if you ever hear me listen to these songs, my day is not going great. Um, Uh Normally, normally my lifting would be like my hype songs for lifting would be like, you know, Michael Jackson, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I do have a, a very distinct list that I do pull out when I really, really need that extra
0: boost. The that darker side. But, of yeah, dark that's where the,
1: that's true. Uh, that, that's kind of what it is. So my number five is Indestructible by Disturbed. Great song.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right. We have a lot of listeners um, that are coming in with their list this time. I really, I approve. So this next one's from Charlie Jackson. And it is from Windrose, Drunken Dwarves, which I just love the, the image, really. I don't know the song, I've got to say.
1: Yeah, I don't know it either. Um, I'll have to listen to it and give give commentary for next week. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know it. So, uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Jim Battenfield, <laughs> his number five, House of Pain, Jump Around. I do know that song. Uh you, you know it too right i believe so yes okay yeah it's a good it song makes me
0: want to jump around yeah you know that's pre- pretty safe commentary there laura <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know me I'm safe all right the next one's from cindy yeager and it is valley of wolves take it all i don't know that one
1: i don't know it either hmm. we it's are we have some research we got to do yeah we do uh next one is chris peterson
0: why from Jodocus? I have don't no idea. Know that one. I don't know that one either. All right, this next one I very much approve of. Wade Johnson has right now from Corn. Yep, big fan. Yep, agreed. That, yes. That,
1: so we 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 know that one, and we approve. Yeah. Uh, Chris Elmore has "You Can't Bring Me Down" from "Suicidal Tendencies." I got to say, I'm not familiar. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. So occasionally Chris gets to the gym early enough that he gets to play his music. So I'm thinking I've probably heard this song uh, at the gym, just not aware of it.
0: Um, so I'll have to play it and, and give feedback. I see. Okay. Next one's from Mike Haffronback, Haffernbrock. Can't say it. Sorry, Mike, butchering it. Um, and the band is against me and walking is still honest to say i don't know that as opposed to running well i mean it's it's fitting for a power lifter yeah i mean if if there's anything
1: (laughs) like if any of these songs have running in the title i guess we should disqualify them and we're gonna make up rules as we go yes i think that's fair
0: yeah anything that that yeah whatever has running or burpees in it yeah Implied. right implied all
1: right next song from hannah keith iggy azela is the band and started is the song started from iggy azela i have no
0: idea no idea no idea all right and the next one's from shana white kendrick lamar humble
1: i got you know that i think i know that song i am i really am trying to play it in my head though but i'm i'm positive i know it so once i i am drawing a blank though did i say Kendrick lamar by humble it's humble by kendrick lamar I'm not sure what you said. Boy, but... I'm pretty sure I
0: can. Okay. Yeah.
1: Humble by Kendrick Lamar.
0: I'll be okay. You'll be okay. All right. Jeremy Hartman had one. Yeah. And his, his DMX Rough Riders anthem. Yep. I feel like I know that. Yeah. I think I know it too. Um, right. I think it's so. I feel like we should make like a Spotify list.
1: Yeah, we probably need to. People can- oh, we should have been doing that the whole time with all of our oh lists. Oh my
0: gosh, all these playlists. Yeah.
1: I guess we still can.
0: Yeah, better late than never.
1: Yeah, better late than never. All right, well, we'll put that on the to-do list. I haven't even listened to the songs we're talking about today. So we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, all right, Eric Cordero, his number five song is Executioner's Tax by Power Trip. Got to say Sounds I hard. I don't
0: know. It sounds hard. Don't know it. Uh, all right. And the next one's uh, from Ben Green. In this moment, great band. Um, the song is Blood. I don't know the song, but I, I don't know the band. I don't know the band
1: or the song off the top of my head. So I got, I got some research to do. I feel like I'm dropping the ball here as uh, talking about these songs. So uh, when in doubt, move on to the next one. Stephen Fortenberry, uh, his number five song is
0: King Iso tfb no clue all right we'll move right on <laughs> Stacey. um she had fort minor remember the name good hype song solid yeah i gotta say i don't
1: remember it or know that one either. I, like I said i probably know a lot of these songs i'm just I'm, I'm not familiar with the name so uh i'll leave it at that all right our last one that we have amy pancake her number five song is dmx Party Up. Party Up. I'm sure I know that one too, but I just, I can't, I can't, I can't play, play it in my head for some reason. So yeah, I would say, I I think I knew like three or four of these songs, um,
0: like that came to me right away. So I got, I got some research to do. Yeah. So when you get your Spotify list going, let me know. And then we can,
1: yeah. Yeah. I really need to do that because we had some pretty kick-ass lists that we've done and uh there's really no way to to hear it all without going through each individual episode and listening to all the number fives then number fours be super cool to include
0: the music into the podcast but
1: yeah so i was uh, so i did some research on that yeah um and i had some well i won't say the person's name but one of the one of our listener submissions said well as long as you keep it under 60 seconds or no, yeah. as long as you keep it under 30 seconds, then you're fine. Well, after further research, that is not true. Uh, you cannot play any amount of time or or music without uh, it being a copyright infringement. So, we are not going to do that unless oh, yeah. somebody's it's... willing to pay the legal fees and the fines yeah. for us.
0: You just get a cease and desist, but
1: still. Yeah, it's still still a little risky. for for a a podcast
0: that yeah that a lot of people listen to pretty much yeah Yeah.
1: so there's a there's so there's there's different rules there's fair use rule which means like if you're if you're using it to so i did research this if you're using it to uh i guess provide information or, or commentary i guess about it you're you're allowed to use it and if you're using it as a parody you're allowed to use it so technically we're, we're doing commentary about it, but we're also like, it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a gray area that I'm not quite willing to jump in because so if we're
0: doing a parody and we make fun of the song then it's okay.
1: It seems, that seems like what they're saying, but, and it, it also like, if you're using the, if you, so it wasn't song specific, I guess I should say it was, it was, it was, I was looking up YouTube clips. So if you use a YouTube clip, because that's where I was look, listening to most of the songs. Uh, gotcha. So it may it may have been more in reference to the video itself. Like if you ever watch Tosh.0, oh, like they use video right. clips from YouTube, right. but I don't know if they get rights for that or if they're, since they're making fun of it and it's like a parody, if it's fair use, I don't know. Right. Um, they have a legal team, I'm sure, that looks at all that. Yes, uh, we should yeah. get our legal team on it, Joshua. Yeah, we should. So if any of you listeners are... are attorneys hit us up for some pro bono work. Yes.
0: (laughs) All right, let's move on to our powerlifting situation. My cat is climbing the back of my chair, by the way. So that's like the fun part of this podcast. (sighs) Yeah. So powerlifting situation. So you have a coach that you trust calling your numbers at the meet. Do you want to know what those weights are? Or do you prefer not to know? Ooh, I think that's such a personal preference. Yeah, it totally
1: is. There's no right. There's no right or wrong wrong here. Yeah. This is, I mean, this could go either way, just depending on the person. Um, Me personally, I don't like to know the weights. Well, I'll put it this way. There's very select few people I trust enough to not know the weights um, to call my numbers. But if those people are picking my numbers, then I don't want to know. And and I typically have my best meets when that's the case. Um, When I, have my hand in the pot per se, in terms of picking the attempts and, you know, having to know what's going on. Typically those have not been my best meets. Um, So yeah, I think it's, it's a personal preference. Like some people want to know and have that control and I'm the same way, unless it's somebody I really trust. Um, However, you know, when I'm, when I'm weighing in on what the attempts are, it usually doesn't go
0: well for me. Chase it. Yeah. Mm. What about you? I want to know my opener. Yeah. that's it that then I wouldn't see
1: I actually more so I would actually hmm, I think I would rather know my second and third if I had to know I would rather know my second and third and not my opener because it's and there's no reason for this but if they decide to lower my opener for some reason that always gets in my head that I'm going to have a bad day And that's really Mm -hmm. not the case. Like that's just being smart. And the more, maybe that wouldn't be the case now. Like, you know, I guess that was, that's, I'm thinking, you know, 15 years ago still when I was lifting competitively. Um, I don't know. So just for people listening, like if you do, if your coach lowers your opener, that does not mean you're going to have a bad day. That does not mean you're having an off day. That just means strategically they're, you know, making attempt selections based on what they think is best for the day. So, uh, you know, the logical part of me understands that. Uh, the psychopath part of me thinks that they're trying to sabotage me, or or I'm not strong, or something. So, anyway,
0: I, yeah, I can I can kind of feel that, especially when it comes to deadlifts. Like when it's squat, you know, you're you want to be smart, you want to get in the game, but when it's time to open up for deadlifts. Yeah, I don't I don't if my opener was dropped, I think it does kind of affect you a little bit if you know it. You're like, oh yeah, I'm and isn't sure, that great. So that, that to so to me
1: that's why I don't to me that's why I don't like to know because from the coach mm-hmm. side, like I know there's strategy in changing your opener, even if it has nothing to like sometimes even if it has nothing to do with how you're doing warming up. Like sometimes strategically we'll lower it. Sometimes we'll strategically up it just a little bit just based on the scenario. And, you know, I don't know. I think that affects a lot of people mentally. And, you know, so from that standpoint, like, I don't want to know. And that's kind of why I don't like my lifters to know even sometimes too. And so confession time um, there has been, uh, I would say multiple times that I've changed your openers. You knew you, what your opener was, but I changed it and it didn't tell you <laughs> because really, yeah. So, so I'm glad I got that off my chest. It's been weighing on me.
0: Has <laughs> <laughs> it really? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Cause I was like, wow, really it's not that serious. Yeah. Wow. See, and I did, I never, and I never knew. Yeah. Never knew. Well, no. well done. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Cause um, you know, I, I always like to have my lifters know their openers because I'm always scared of the um, that times where the uh, opening attempt gets written down wrong or yeah. Yeah. And they don't realize that, Oh my gosh, that's not, I don't know what kilos compute to in pounds and then something gets messed up. And yeah. yeah. So I'm a big fan and knowing your openers, knowing what you're writing down on the sheet. Right. Yep. Yeah. I agree. And if it gets changed, then shh, don't need to tell them. Yeah. yeah. No harm, and no I I have had um, lifters that were like way into not knowing what they were lifting. And like if Gino happened to announce it right before they walk up, they'd be keeping their fingers in their ears. And i you know, yeah, I
1: don't
0: want to know. I mean, cause.
1: yeah, you could. I mean, if you don't know what's on there, you can't convince yourself that you can't do it. Like, if you right. just like, I always just tell people, like, I'm never going to put anything on the bar that I that you can't do. Like, if it's if it, if I put it on the bar, I know you can do it. So. Who gives a shit what what the weight is? Just gonna do it.
0: Yeah, it's when you walk up to the bar and then, you know, somebody announces what's on, and you go, "Oh,
1: oh, what?
0: Really? (laughs) Yeah, that's a moment. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But then you know it's also a moment where you go, "All right, well, here I am. Yeah, nothing, (laughs) nothing you can do about it now. Might as well. Yeah, might as well well go down swinging. Let's see what happens. I got spotters. It's good. All right. So, um, the new lifter tip. So here we go. The referee command you never heard of replace. Ooh, good one. Once you unrack the bar in squatter bench, you must wait for the referee to give the, the squat or the start command at the start of the lift. If the referee says, um, re-rack or replace, then guess what you have to do, <laughs> um, and it can definitely throw you. So you have to know what's going on there. Um, and if oh, the no, referees, I'm just laughing. You you're 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 struggling to read this one. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I am because I can't see it very well. But <laughs> I have also had this happen where somebody said replace, and I was just like. What are they talking about? I'm fine. Let's right. go. Why, they, why did I not get the squat command? So it really did throw me. Right. Um, so
1: I hold on. I, I got this, Laura. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. You read out loud, Josh. Go ahead.
1: So essentially, I'll summarize. <laughs> Basically, if you unrack the bar and you don't get the squat command in the squat or the start command in the bench after five seconds, the referee says replace. And what that means is you have to put the bar back in the rack and then you give you, as long as you still have time on the clock again you have 60 seconds to get the start command as long as there's still time on the clock you can unrack and get the start command at that point and it's a it's a a lot of people don't know you know when they hear replace they don't know what that means like that is the command that'll come from the referee it won't be it won't be racket racket or take it take it it'll be replace. so if you hear that put the bar back right away. That way you can use the rest of your clock to get set up correctly and and get the start command. Um, And, you know, where a lot of new lifters go wrong is like, they don't know what that means. So they wait until the spotters take it. And then they just assume that the lift is over. So they get up and walk off the platform. So, you know, this is just one of those, like everybody, you know, for the most part knows, you know, squat and rack are the commands for squat, start press rack are the commands for bench and down is the only command for deadlift but there is another command and that's replace. Um, so just kind of be aware of that, I guess.
0: So in what instances would you get that command?
1: Yeah, basically it's like if you walk, if you walk out your squat and you're standing there and your knees are not locked, for example, right. the the referees, the side referees won't drop their arm until your knees are locked. So if you're standing there clearly in the, in the position you want to be in and not making any more adjustments, that that referee's starting their five-second countdown in their head. And if they get to five seconds and you're still not in the correct position, they'll say replace. Um, Same, same scenario, like bench. Um, If your butt's not touching the bench, if your elbows aren't locked, if your feet aren't flat, if your head's off the bench, any of those things that you have to have in the correct position to get the start command. If you don't get that within five seconds, you know, after you're clearly done trying to, to get in position, then they'll say replace. So if you're still actively trying, like if you, you know, if you're set set up and you know, you can take, 45 seconds to walk out if you want. Um, But once you're done making adjustments and it's clear that you're done adjusting, that's when that five second internal clock in the referee's head starts. And, you know, if you don't get the correct position in that five seconds, they'll say replace.
0: Right. As a referee, I know I have told lifters um, on a squat to replace, but they thought I said squat because they're just listening for the referee to say something. Right. Um, So that is, unfortunate it, when that happens. It because, is.
1: And, and I guess I would add to that, like there's, mm-hmm. there is a hand motion that, 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 are, mm-hmm. that occurs with that. So a replace right. would be the same motion as a rack command, right? A squat, a squat command would have the downward motion with the hand. So as a, as a lifter, you should understand, you know, even if you can't hear anything following the hand commands and the hand gestures um, should tell you what, what to do as well. Right. So,
0: Yep. Boy, thank you for digging that out of the ditch for me there.
1: <laughs> no, no problem.
0: Oh, with the right. assist. Yeah, with the assist. Thanks cuz, you know. I'm, I'm you got you got I'm halfway through.
1: It. Basically this is, uh, this is this is what happened. You got halfway through reading and you're like
0: screw it, I'm going to just I'm finish just this on say my own. And say, say what I'm saying? Cuz I remember this time when this happened. It's a real thing. Yes, it is. Oh, there you go. You know cool. that. All, all right. right. That's all we got for you this week. We're going to make that list and people can listen to uh, music and we'll continue on our list next week.
1: Yep. We'll have our number four songs next week. If anybody listening has not submitted a list, I I think we'll take, we'll take your list and make them eligible for the tournament as long as you get them in before our next episode. And I guess the deadline to get them in would be, We'll say Monday at noon, so no later than Monday at noon, and we'll add you to the list and enter you into the tournament. Uh, we got to figure out what we're going to do for the tournament winner. Basically, the tournament, if you haven't been listening, uh, the top five lists all get put into a tournament bracket, and people on Instagram get to vote for the best list, and basically the last list standing gets a prize. So
0: we'll have to figure out what that is. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. All right. all right. I'll we'll talk to you next week, y'all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Josh just laughing at me today. All right. Bye. bye. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.